Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Newsgram. A common theme here on Newsgram is our ongoing mission to change the world. I would like to leave this world a better place than I found it, or at least a better place than it is now. And while that may not be possible, I have found that introducing you to forward thinkers and change makers can be quite satisfying. Change makers like David Esling. David is a dreamer, and, well, we need more of them. He grew up in the UK and he attended a boarding school for his education. And it was not an easy life. And it was probably not the most ideal place for a dreamer like David. But some good did come out of it. Now I'm getting ahead of myself here. So about that boarding school. The lessons were very uninspiring. We sat at desks in rows and we had tests every fortnight. The tests we had determined what row and what desk you were sitting in. I frequently could not accept this form of teaching. So I tended to uh, dream of imaginary classrooms where we could use our hands to paint and make things. How many of us can relate to that? An uninspiring education that was also accepting of corporal punishment. I got caned for inattention. I was caned for being untidy. My, how things have changed since 1952. I grew up in the 60s, a time when we thought hiding under our desks would protect us from a nuclear bomb, and we practiced that exercise pretty regularly. It's still a threat, more now than maybe ever before, but we no longer have to worry about being caned or slapped with a ruler. Kids now may have it even tougher. They have to keep an eye out for mass shooters. My point is, the upside of adversity is it does tend to make us want to change things for the better. And hopefully we can. I had to find another way. All the time as I went through my the rest of my schooling, I dreamt of being a teacher where I could do things in a different way. Not only did his dream become a reality, but he also wrote a book about it, and it's called A Flowing Through, a series of artistic explorations that flow from simple starting points, pass by milestones, and finish with polished achievements, by David Isling. In the book, he documents his process of working with primary school-aged children. When I started teaching in 1967, I had a class of 42 children, all at desks, facing a blackboard, and all I had was a stick of chalk. I was dumbfounded. I thought, God, I'm going to have to teach the way I was taught myself. But I had to find another way. So I tried, and I began with creative writing. And then as my career progressed and the classes got smaller, I was able to find other ways through art and mathematics to do practical explorations. And by the time I went to Risenbile, which is a uh, socially disadvantaged school in Hobart in 1993, I built up quite a repertoire of creative explorations across the curriculum. David developed quite a reputation for himself. He was invited to speak at conferences, he contributed to other publications, and, like I said, he wrote his own book. 
but it wasn't easy. Change is hard for some. The traditionalists considered him too avant-garde. But like anything, if you want to change the world, you have to stay committed to your goals. He had to find another way. And that meant earning the trust of the school administrators, the parents, and the kids. I said, I think I can make you want to come to school, but I need your help. So I told them about my school times. And they couldn't believe it. And I said, well, your school seems to be an awful lot better than mine. Let's do something about ours then and make it even better. They were really excited about the prospect because then they wanted, well, what are we going to do? What's different? What are we going to do? And I said, we're going to do a lot of things together. We're going to start with art. We're going to start with painting abstracts. These are paintings you can do where no one makes mistakes. There's no fear of failure. So we did it together. I showed them how. A small group at a time. And then one group started influencing another group. And it spread right through the classroom environment. A flowing through, if you will. His idea turned out to be a huge success. It raised their self-esteem. It gave the kids a better attitude toward learning. It also improved the relationship with each other. School became an exciting place because now the teacher and the students work together. They both played an active role in the learning process. They were learning how to learn by working together. Here's an excerpt from the book. Mr. E often liked to paint alongside the children. It helped him to feel part of the learning group as we were all learning together. Brent saw his teacher practicing some of trees in the middle ground of his landscape painting. I think you will be better off testing out a few fir trees, suggested Brent. You're quite right, Brent. I haven't quite worked out how to paint fir trees, replied his teacher. Come with me, Mr. E, I'll show you how, beckoned Brent. The teacher followed and sat beside him at his workplace. You see, Mr. E, they are a sort of triangle shape and some of the branches go sideways. They even bend down towards the ground in some places. You only need to paint a few trunks and branches as you can't see the rest. The leaves, well, I just dabbed them on with a small bristle brush, just like what you told us before. He was enthusiastic with his instructions and advice. He had worked that out for himself and was justly proud of his discoveries. His confidence and self-satisfaction glowed within his smiles as he continued with his painting. His teacher shared his pleasure. The teacher had become the pupil. The pupil had become the teacher. Teachers and pupils learning together. That was the heartbeat of our learning environment. It was beating, 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 beating. Anyone who has ever advocated for the removal of art or funding for the arts in school should read this book. And by the way, shame on you. And I should point out that it wasn't just about painting landscapes. You need to think more broadly here. 
If you look at the book, you will find that I spent some time talking about imagery. We started looking at idioms and illustrating the interesting association of ideas. And then we went into other aspects of imagery, and then I got them to consider painting their feelings. And then it moved from feelings to concern. Can you see how painting your feelings and concerns lets you express them in a new way, in a way that might be hard for some children, especially the ones that are not vocal? Can you see how it allows for the open exchange of ideas, thoughts, and it can lead to important conversations? Art is also about mathematics because imagery can be 3D and it can lead to design. I mean, what a great way to get kids interested in engineering without even using that word. David is an interesting guy and his book is fascinating. Let me, or better yet, let him leave you with a quote from the Chinese philosopher Confucius. I hear and I forget. I see and I remember. I do and I understand. If you learn by doing, you're going to love this book. If you're a teacher or you work alongside children in any way, you'll love these stories. Plus, there's pictures. <laughs> you not only get to see some of the kids painting, but you also get to see their finished work. And the abstracts are very good. Each explorative journey, as David calls it, is accompanied by photographs. They help bring life to the explorations. The children's art was often outstanding, but the journey, rather than the destination, carried the greater significance. Isn't that always the case? A flowing through, a series of artistic explorations that flow from simple starting points, pass by milestones, and finish with polished achievements by David Esling. All you really need to remember is A Flowing Through by David Esling. There are four books in the Flowing Through series. Hop online and grab a copy of your favorite and send one to someone you know that might enjoy it. It's available now at all the usual places, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. It's also on sale at Better World Books. There are links to all these places in the show's description. And that will do it for this explorative edition of Newsgram from webtalkradio.com.